a long time ago on a comics page far, far away. Greetings and welcome to May the Panel Be With You, the Star Wars comic book show brought to you by the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. I am your humble host, Mike Argoni, and joining me, as always, the strange space cult to my dominating galactic empire, it's John Campbell. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Bow before me. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Argoni, it's, uh, it's, it's so weird that we're doing this uh, issue that is taking that is coming out to to, to flash this back. I'm trying to, I always kind of try to put myself into the mindset of being a star Wars fan at the moment when this came out. So prior to us actually being alive, prior to us actually being alive. Correct. Cause we, we, as we always tell, we grew up in that era when star Wars was already, the trilogy was just a single entity. I I, I never thought of one without the other movies. Um, Yes. So, but, but like, I can't even imagine what the hype would have been at this point. When the Empire Strikes Back is coming out, right? Like it's striking I, back, yeah. I mean, this the 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 it was kind of one of the first uh, movies to really have hype, like true pure hype. And this comes out. This issue we're talking about comes out eleven days. Hits newsstand eleven days before that movie comes out. Yeah, for those who maybe also weren't alive for this. Uh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back premieres May 17th, 1980. Uh, oh, is it 17th and just a week before then? Yeah. I mean, that's its premiere. And then its wide release is the, uh, the 21st. 21st. Yeah, because this comes out, the publication date of this is May 10th, 1980. The the, the Though Actually, I'm, I think I'm getting my dates a little mixed up here. It gets a limited release in May 21st. Its wide release is June 18th. Okay, there you go. The movies used to come out differently, folks. I mean, there's still a little bit of that to like these days, especially when you're trying to get like Oscar play. You'll have like limited releases. More so the more yeah. so the more art house kind of movies, but yeah. something like Star Wars come a Star Wars movie would come out day and date. You know, like um, everywhere back then, it was sort of a slow roll. Uh, it could be more of a slow roll. My dad always talks about there was one theater playing Star Wars in 1977 in Portland. Right. Well, and, and like you had a limited, line. more limited number of theaters back then as well. More limited number of theaters. They didn't make as many prints of movies. Also, theaters only had one screen for the most part. So you didn't yeah. have a multiplex where it's like, oh, I'll just go to the showing that starts in 20 minutes. It's like, no, if you miss this showing, you're going to have to wait the two hours for the movie to end and then come back. <laughs> Wild to think that one of the limitations on how wide a movie could go is the number of printings they actually physically created to right. ship other other places. Yeah, and it, and and Star Wars is kind of one of the first movies where they realized like maybe we should do more. <laughs> then there might be because it's just, it's just like this, we've talked. Star Wars changed the industry in a lot of ways, but that's one of them. Was just like maybe a lot of people want to see a yeah. movie and like all at once anyway. But, but all the point of this is that empire strikes back is eminent as of this issue. Well, because I, mean, we, I can't even imagine the hype. Like I said, right. if you're, if you're somebody who would pick up a star Wars comic, on newsstand, you must be like uh, about to vibrate through the earth, you know, like, and like we've said before, there have been like scant trailers for this movie have come yeah. out at this point. There's, uh, a big, there's a big time magazine, 
thing because that was a time too when it's like promoting a movie where'd you see it it was like oh time magazine has the first pictures from star wars mm-hmm. the new we star had wars. set photos we would have like uh certain model pictures would come out uh mm-hmm. it, it is a little Maybe less spoilery it, but... than these days yeah. what you'd find on the internet but it's definitely like if you sought it out there was stuff that existed in like star Log magazine, magazine yeah, yeah. It's just coming up that's you know that's that was kind of the internet of its day if you were into genre stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, was Wizard magazine coming out at this point? I don't think Wizard was out yet. I feel like that's later, more in the comics boom mm. sort of era. Wizard magazine starts, uh, yeah, not till the nineties. Okay, ninety one is Wizard. Yeah, and that that makes sense. I said that's sort of when you had the comics collecting boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we are getting into, we're fast approaching this comic book's coverage of Empire Strikes Back. But Empire Strikes Back is a dominant factor in Star Wars fandom as this issue is being released. So and we sort of have to keep that in mind as we're covering it. I was going to say, we're, we're, we're saying that for a reason because, I mean, right off the bat, when this brings us back to our main man, the Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader... It's interesting to try to make this in any way jibe with what people are about to see. Right. So, yeah, we are covering issue number 35 of Marvel Comics Group Presents Star Wars. Uh, This issue was published in May of 1980. And uh, we've got a lot of the same creative forces as we've had before. We've got Archie Goodwin on writing, Carmen Infantino on pencils, Gene Day on inks. We've got a new colorist in Nell Yamtov, uh, who... I've never heard of this colorist before, but apparently they did a crap load of Spider-Man and Iron Man. Uh, okay. I mean, big Marvel titles. Yeah. Well, a bunch of West Coast Avengers, too. Oh, um, I do love me some West Coast Avengers. So if you if you like some Kirby Crackle in your Ultrons, uh, Nelly hey. Yomtov is the one to go to. Uh, and we've got John Costanza on letters. Uh, um, let's get to this cover, because, well, what a cover. What a cover. Number one, they're still, they, they, they're like, you know what we have dropped and, ha- and need to pick up again? The term Star Warriors. Yep. <sighs> yep, 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 yep. And I would say, maybe you didn't need to pick that back. Because <laughs> right off the bat, we have Darth Vader looming large and in charge as yep. he treats our main characters like they are toys, and Darth Vader plays a game of death against the Star Warriors. Son of a bitch. Uh, here he is with his classic pink-colored uh, goggles. Uh, yeah, but that is only to reflect the uh, pink <laughs> lightsaber that Luke also now suddenly has. I don't want to get into any sort of weird psychological stuff either. But why has he opened up Luke Skywalker's jacket like that? Exposing his chest. We're going to get into Luke's wardrobe in this. Oh, yes, we are. Uh, But I don't know. And also, are these meant to be like people actually moving on a board? Are they toys that Darth Vader is playing with? Why is uh, Baron Tag here? Baron Tag seems to be like a frozen figure, but Luke appears to be like in mid-fight. Like, look at his his hand is on Vader's finger as if he's fighting to get away from him. Mm. And the other characters appear to be reacting to Darth Vader as if he's looming over them. So I think they're supposed to be miniature people. I was assuming we were going to get some pim particles involved in this, maybe, but... Uh, no, and look, I understand the cover is a metaphor for yes, the game's... Course. 
that Darth Vader is playing both politically and like uh, espionage wise. He doesn't literally play with Star Wars toys at any point in this issue. I will say this cover does set up something that bothers me throughout this issue. And that is just how wide Darth Vader's head is for this issue. He's approaching Dark Helmet territory. That's all I'm saying. Um. <laughs> We've seen a stylized Vader helmet before, and I'm okay with it getting like a little elastic in terms of like the width of the, the helmet and like sure. how big the breathing mask can be. Yeah. But this one's getting a little toad-like for my liking. It's not great. It's not it's not the finest look for maybe one of the single most badass character designs in the history of pop culture. It's up there. Yeah, it's got to be. This cover doesn't go as bad as some of the interior art goes, and we'll get there when we get there. No. Anyway, let's let's open the the book here and talk about here. Here's as bad as it goes. Right here, first page. Dark look. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, starting on a close up of Darth Vader seems like a cool idea until you see him. (laughs) This panel, this page. Full page cannot contain Darth Vader's helmet. It's too wide. This is too it's big. Just too wide. And so yes, we get this very horror movie font of Dark Lord's Gambit, and we start with him saying, "Tell me his name." I'm pretty sure I've seen this font in Tomb of Dracula. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. It it is it is absolutely the Tomb of Dracula font, mm-hmm. um, which uh, everybody. Uh, Go ahead and when you if you see him or, or leave comments and ask Brandon Jones about his Tomb of Dracula adaptation script. It's not bad. <laughs> but we finally have Darth Vader here on this first page learning the name of the sh- little shit who ruined his day back in A New Hope. And that is L- Luke Skywalker. <sighs> and it's great because he that name means nothing to him, which is just what I want. You know what's funny is that right now the name Skywalker means absolutely nothing to this Darth Vader. Because the, literally, like, when we turn the page, uh, here uh, here's what he here's what the here's what's described: Luke Skywalker, a long breath ra- um, rasp from the Sith Lord's mask, in someone less awesome and might almost have been a sigh. Two words, one name. Almost anticlimactic, considering the long time it has taken him to learn it. He's just like, oh, it's just some guy. Fuck it, yeah. come on. I know, I know they don't know what they don't know, but they also kind of maybe know at this point. No, they don't. Like, I, I don't I know. Don't yeah, think I don't know Archie what they're being Goodwin shared. Knows. Yeah, I don't know what they are being shared with. Right, like probably, I mean, uh, probably at this point, not much. Probably more so. They got more advanced looks at the first movie when, like, they're just trying to hype the movie up, right? Pretty famously, uh, like, some of the actors didn't know. And, like, at the premiere, because they changed yeah. the audio of the movie yeah, yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. It was never said on set. That Yeah, that yeah. was a big... Yeah. The line that Vader said to Mark Hamill on set was, Obi-Wan killed your father. And Hamill talks about it. He goes, like, oh, what a crazy twist. Obi-Wan's the bad guy. Like that, the, you know, yeah. you thought that was like, wow, that's going to blow people's minds. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, probably they probably don't know. And I think they talked about, yeah, I think they talked about that in the oral history of Star Wars book that we've referenced before, Secrets of the Force, mm-hmm. that it was like, it was only like Lucas, Kasdan, and Kushner knew 
Yeah. And it was sort of a thing where it's like, if it ever leaks, we know it's coming from one of us. Like <laughs> that was their, their death gambit of just like, yeah, it's it got to of, be one of us. Yeah. If only three people know, then we know it's one of us if it gets out. So mm-hmm. yeah, so they probably don't know, but it's, it's so interesting that they're once again, they're just going like, okay, they're just sort of, it's just funny to read. Of course. It is funny to read. And again, they have no idea that that twist it, that ter- guess, spoilers, everybody, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad. I'm always surprised every every once in a while I come across someone who doesn't know that. No. Like, yeah, well I've cuz I've I, I'm uh I'm fascinated by I watch a lot of YouTube videos where people watch movies for the first time cuz I'm just fascinated by people who haven't seen movies and famous movies and a couple times where it's like, "What?" And you're like, "What? How can you be an adult human being and not know even if you haven't seen the movies, which is also crazy to me. How do you not I, know that?" I have run into people who are just like, whatever, for whatever reason in their lives, the pop culture they consume does not mm. include Star Wars. I can't fault people for that. I can say, well, I need to correct this on a personal level if I'm to interact yeah, with I'm you for any length of time. I'm because it, it's so ubiquitous, right? It just feels like it's sort of a thing where most people just have seen it, whether they're like even into movies or not, or but even let, sci-fi. Right? Like, let me finish the qualifier oh, yeah, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even if they haven't actually sat down and devoted time to watching these films, what they've absorbed via cultural osmosis is usually the big beats. Death Star, Luke Skywalker, Luke, I am your father, like Yoda puppet. Like there's some stuff that just is across culture that you can't escape. It's one of those classic nerd things, too. It's like, mm, technically, he never actually says, Luke, I am your father. Sure. In the same way that Kirk never says, beam me up, Scotty. But uh, he does in the animated series, which is Sure. Very and yeah. in so many parodies of yeah. Star Wars, it is, Luke, I am your father. Humphrey Bogart never says, play it again, Sam, in Casablanca. Right. These are some Mandela effect lines yeah. that have just sifted into culture as shorthand for mm-hmm. what the thing actually is. Right, right, yes, yes, yeah. I mean, because it's always like, the, the Star Wars one, I always, because it's like, he basically says that, you know, like. <laughs> Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He He's told there. me enough. He told me you killed him. No, Luke, I am your father. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, that's pretty much Luke, I am your father. And it's like, uh, so, uh, but anyway, yeah, so here he is. He's finally got Luke Skywalker's name. I do like the image of, of just this corpse of a man that he's crushed in front of him. Uh, with the help of Dr. Ball. Dr. Ball, man. <laughs> nice to see him get some more work. With a smoking probe. <laughs> and just like the destruction around him. Uh, if I, if I want to see Vader on a planet full of crushed people and smoking remains of buildings and, you know. I do love that we just cut to, oh yeah, Vader wrecked a place just so he could choke the life out of this one guy and learn the name Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And we go to a character who's gotten so much play in the comic that is just not somebody anyone thinks about, which is Captain Wormus. Captain Wormus. Uh, We are returning to the cruiser. Make ready to depart. Uh, Yeah, Darth Vader's got the name Luke Skywalker. Now he's got to set some things in motion because that is the name of the pilot who destroyed the Death Star. Darth Vader's got a bit of a grudge. Having acquired that information, we shall now take action. Soon, aboard the orbiting cruiser. What are your orders, Lord Vader? That's how I imagine Wormus sounds. Oh, well, because his name is Wormus, so he's going to have sort of a Weasley kind of voice. (laughs) He's not going to be like, hello, I'm Captain Wormus. (laughs) 
Good evening, everyone. Uh, uh, no, but Vader is saying, hey, get a hold of General Tag. Again, yeah. uh, something I talked about a couple issues ago. Originally, <laughs> this character that is called General Tag was supposed right. to be the same General Tag that was aboard the Death Star. Right, and it wasn't until a, a role-playing book years later, right? That <laughs> Yes, that established that this was funny. a separate character. Yeah, of course, yeah, sure. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> But he's like, give me the one member of the Tag family who hasn't lost his mind in a defeat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because let's let's see if we can drive one more Wormas into <laughs> into some sort of shock-induced coma. Um, I love Vader's line to Wormus here. It's just like, don't anticipate what I will or won't do, Wormus. Your talent is for subservience, not strategy. Best Vader line in this comic. I love that. That, um, that is that is the kind of shittiness Vader shows to his underlings in, in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, hey, pal, just remember, you work for me, buddy. You uh, are a toady, and that is it. Yeah, yeah. whoa. Someone's getting a little big for his britches. Um, Vader would use the word uppity to describe yeah. somebody. <laughs> he gets, he's on the phone with Palpatine later. He's like, you'll never believe the toad Wormus used with me earlier. <laughs> um that bastard um you should totally uh, choke him vader so uh, i want to talk about these star destroyers and the way they're meeting in space here in this next panel john look sometimes when you're docking you got to touch the tips <laughs> well in this case it's one tip touching the bulkier part of the other one which is very strange whatever works for you man Hey man, yeah, I'm not here to check anyone's comments. We often say, um, so yeah, so here we go. They're meeting with General uh, General Tag, mm-hmm. and General Tag. Ooh, he gets. Speaking of getting a little uppity with uh, Vader, and uh, Vader puts this son of a bitch in his place too. Well, to be fair to Tag, Vader rolls in and it's just like, "And hey, my congratulations on that narrow escape you made from the rebels. That was pretty great, man." And Tag is like, is that why you called me here? Just to taunt me? And then he gets force choked. <laughs> You're goddamn right it is. Uh, <laughs> I will taunt whoever I want, whenever I want. Uh, <laughs> See, this is this is what happens <laughs> when Tarkin isn't around anymore. Yeah. Vader is just off the leash. Is Vader going to have to choke a bitch? You know the answer is yes. <laughs> he always is choking a bitch. Um, so yeah, he, he starts choking tag and I like that. This isn't even the choke from the, the boardroom scene. It's a, it's a shittier little, like, mm. mm-hmm. it's a little, it's a little, I'm pinching your head. It's a little, it's a little throat pinch from Vader. Um, the pinch. Yeah. Well, cause uh, he's not trying to like really kill him cause he can still talk. Like, he's just a little bit like, mm, oh, a little hard to breathe now. Huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and so we get some more recap on, we got to talk about Baron and Silas and, you know. Well, and we get recaps to things we didn't see in the last issue too. So I don't know, yeah. that, does that count as a recap if we, this is new information? <laughs> uh, later, there's a truly insane thing involving that. Where, where oh, they when they about. say we haven't written this issue yet? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why is Leia hurt? We haven't told you that story yet. Someday. <laughs> I hope they never do. Um, that would be hilarious to me. But um, uh, so yeah, so we get this. Like, I don't know. My brother invented a freeze ray or some <laughs> shit. Didn't work. 
But something went wrong. The invention failed, and the Alliance fleet it was intended to crush turned the trap against us. My brother's vessel was swiftly destroyed. Before my cruiser could retreat from the sector, the rebels came sweeping in on us. Of course, it didn't work. It's a fucking tag plan. Um, <laughs> you used the word freeze ray in a sentence, yeah. and you expected that to work. Oh, my God. That's dumb, <laughs> even by our standards. And I was party to the Death Star. And even <laughs> I think that's stupid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm surrounded by morons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway... Uh, yeah, they they oh yeah, so we, we yeah, we get we get a flashback to the end of that, right? Or like well, cuz the the panel at the bottom of this page here as the rebel fleet is sweeping in on the yeah. star destroyer here is presumably something that happened after the end of last issue. Yes, cuz cuz we never got to general tag being involved. They were like send for him. Yeah. But then here we get... Oh, no, they sent the message that told them where General Tag was. Then there was a battle that happened in between issues. Right. And this is that battle we're seeing now as the Rebel fleet is coming in on the Star Destroyer. And uh, then they say, when another ship surged into the fray, it looked like a freighter. But its speed and maneuverability equaled any craft in the battle. And then some. Yep. Uh, And so then we go to this... It was the Millennium Falcon. (laughs) It's always the Millennium <laughs> When they're talking about a super awesome ship doing really cool stuff in Star Wars, there's like a 95% chance they're talking about the Millennium Falcon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like the other talking- 5% chance is the ghost from Rebels, and that's pretty yes, much yes, it. That's, yes, that's pretty much it. It's, those are the two ships that are doing the impossible. Um, so uh, it's like in Star Trek, you're not hearing about the USS Yorktown kicking ass. <laughs> Cool as the Yorktown may be. Um, but uh, we go to the next page, which one of my least favorite things they continue to do in this comic is this, like, shadow effect. And he's suddenly a Simpsons character for some yes. reason? Yeah, I know. It's like it's like to emphasize the shadow, they also change his skin tone? That's yeah, a bad for, for two panels here, he's just incredibly jaundiced. Uh, as he, in the long line of uh, tag men, is now having a mental breakdown after having uh, had a failure. <laughs> Anyone who, who meets uh, with Luke Skywalker is like, I was completely bested in every sense of the word. <laughs> as a soldier, as a general, as a man. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be bested even more because he's like, anyway... Yeah, it was exactly the three you think it was, Vader. Yeah, Leia and Solo and Skywalker. And Vader Vader just picks him up like a rag doll. I do love this bit. It's like Vader comes in and says, you had all that. The one I've been seeking. The ship that ruined our defense of the Death Star. And you lost it. Yeah, get your ass over there. (laughs) And yes, here we have... Behold, which I do love the idea of Vader saying "Behold." Um, it's a little marvelly. It's very marvelly. I I like him saying it in a comic. I should say I can't imagine yeah. him saying it in a movie. Behold, yes, that's that's something Thanos says, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, he has uh, in basic. Well, they're like in cryo sleep, basically. Well, you know, they lose like 70% of the value if you take them out of the original packaging, John. So you got to keep them sealed. <laughs> Mint condition, pal. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> this bottom panel here, we reveal that uh, Darth Vader, what does he have us beholding? It is Silas and Orman Tag, the older Tag brothers in some kind of stasis. Check it out, man. It's your bros. Um, uh, and General Tag here is definitely of the opinion that we were last issue when their ship blew up that they uh, should be dead. This comic refuses to kill anyone. <laughs> No way. Uh, <laughs> hey, but Valens uh, fell into that boiling lake. You think he's yeah. doing okay? Uh, he's come back. I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's basically just like, uh, well, hey, check it out. These guys are here. Um, look, would you want to wake up at some point? Because uh, I could make that happen or very much not. Well, because as of right now, General Tag has now also become Baron Tag. Because yes. with his two older brothers out of the picture, he has the family title. They were bested out of their titles. Um, <laughs> Luke Skywalker stripped them of their titles and their dignity. <laughs> this one was crying when we found him. Uh, we'll add that to the Emperor's reel of crying dissidents. <laughs> it was pretty sad stuff. Even I was a little embarrassed for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Vader's like, I detect a certain lack of enthusiasm, Tag. Perhaps yeah. you've grown fond of the title Baron in the briefest time yeah. it's been yours. Uh, yeah, because he says, uh, uh, pledge your cooperation. It's quite possible these two could remain like this, continue to oppose me, and I'll have the three of you brought before the Emperor with a full account of your fiasco against the rebels. Great use of the word fiasco. This whole tag thing has been a major fiasco, man. <laughs> a real foster cluck, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I also like he says, and I want no scheming behind my back. That's <laughs> enough already with the scheming. Darth Vader is very anti-scheming, yeah, even Darth though the rest Vader of this issue is about him scheming. Running on a firm no-scheming policy. Um. <laughs> now, plotting, conspiring, those are cool, just no scheming. Yeah, please no scheming. Uh, then, okay, them walking out of the room is the weirdest uh, pose on Vader, because it looks he's got his hand up in the air, and it looks like his head is back, like, now this... Well, because his other hand is on Tag's shoulder, so it looks like he's wheeling him away with a hand up gesturing, like some kind of, like, bloviating Bond villain. Anytime Vader puts hands on someone, I expect him to go flying across the room. A hundred percent. Vader's not a hugger. Um, <laughs> famously so. Uh, <laughs> well, he, he does very limited hugs around the trachea. Yeah. I was just trying to show my love. <laughs> How did I know it would choke the life out of him? I don't know. I was a sign of affection. <laughs> oh, did Vader choke you? That means he likes you. Uh, <laughs> well, if he chokes you and you walk away, it means he yeah. likes you. Yeah. I heard he once choked his wife. Um, he did. True. Yeah. Did that contribute to her death? Unclear. Um, no, she died of yeah. sadness, John. Yeah. No, she lost the will to live. <laughs> yeah. Broken heart. Uh, classic uh, uncurable disease in a galaxy far, far away. Nothing we can do. We have a lot of advanced medical science, but we can't do anything about this. Sorry. Nope, nope. nope. And her kids just weren't worth living for. Um, mm, no, probably not. Uh, but of course, one of these tags may not be as unconscious as we think. Yeah, perhaps it is the lack of chambers subdued light, but the, as the Sith Lord and General Tag depart, the trance-bound face of Ormond Tag seems to twist with hatred and rage. Because he famously hates Darth Vader, as we know. Yeah, because remember... But also Luke Skywalker. <laughs> he got blinded by Darth Vader's lightsaber. 
So, blinded uh, by the Vader. Um, <laughs> uh, he only hates Luke Skywalker insofar as that capturing Luke Skywalker would mean one-upping Vader. Yeah, that's right. That's the guy he wants to capture. So I'm going to capture him first, and then be like, nah, nah. Basically, yeah. But also, they're they're making it seem like don't oh Baron Tag's going to come back. I'm like, dude, I just saw this guy get embarrassed. How can I ever take him <laughs> seriously as a threat again? Yeah, he literally was embarrassed into a coma. Uh, <laughs> well, right. we found out last issue that maybe Silas Tag was helping that coma along. So yes, I don't know. Well, we'll he prolonged the coma. It seemed like the you know he was it started there. It's yeah. trouble. That's what I'm saying. is It's very hard for me to take this guy seriously as a villain. Uh, on the next page, we have Vader talking to Wormus again, being like, are we seriously going to be teaming up with this tag guy? Yeah. And he's just like, well, you know, we've got no choice. Like, uh, No, Vader's like, look, it's the petty tyrant that obliterates a foe, Wormus. I am a master of the force. For I this moment on, an entire family which struggled against me will now serve as my pawns. Yeah. Just like, well, they're useful. Yeah. And the idea, he's learning maybe a little bit from the Emperor here of just like, look, any psychopath can just kill everybody. And right, there was a right. time in my life where I definitely look, did that. Look, man, that was a different me. That was a long time ago uh, <laughs> in a galaxy pretty close by, though. Um, but uh... <laughs> Look, there's a reason they call Anakin's lightsaber the Youngling Slayer 9000. <laughs> <laughs> this thing can cut through the room full of younglings like a knife through butter. Like you uh, wouldn't believe. Um, Never loses its edge. Those kids went down smooth. Um <laughs> Uh, so anyway, let's cut over to Luke Skywalker, and I really want to talk about this insane conversation, because who is he talking to here? Uh, somebody on Blue Flight. Blue Squad. Yeah. Who knows about the love triangle between Han and He's like, I bet you must be pretty steamed that the princess is alone with Han Solo right now. Watch. John, there, there are two incredibly important words on this page that basically let them hand wave whatever they say from this point on. <laughs> Those two words are time passes. Passes. In the caption at the bottom. Some here. amount of time has passed, presumably. Time in which the fallen Jedi moves at his own pace on his own dark course. Time in which a former moisture farmer from Tatooine serves the Rebel Alliance in any way he can. How much time has passed? Well, Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Enough time that he apparently talked to whoever this guy is. Uh, it's probably Wedge. Uh, that, I mean, that's my guess as well. Right, because that would make the most sense in terms of Wedge is kind of the only X-Wing pilot who matters other than Luke. Who has a name, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's not also a... dead at this point. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. We knew we knew a few of the X-Wing pilots in the first movie. They all blew up. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. to our boy Porkins. Um, oh, never forget. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's just like, I just think that, that really got me, though. The just like, uh, oh, I know you got the hots for Leia and so does Han. <sighs> Again. As Empire Strikes Back is coming out, as this issue is also being read by people on newsstands, it's just like, oh boy, is this going to turn around real quick? But again, it'll be another, it'll be years before we know the whole sister thing, too. Yeah, that's not till Jedi. And of course, as we also know from pretty definitive sources, like that was not, that was not the plan until pretty much they wrote Jedi. So, um, right. 
there was a plan that Luke would have a sister. It's just well, it, she was going to be a different character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like Yoda's line at the end of like, no, there is another. Right. Or maybe he's talking about Ray as some people. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, would Ray be alive at this point? No. 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 No, not at this point. Well, uh, the point of Empire? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think. No. No, because it's been like 30 years between Jedi and Force Awakens, and Ray's only, in, Ray's only about 20 or so. Yeah, I'm just trying to work out the timeline of just like, is Palpatine's son kicking her out at this point? I think he would be. Yes, he would have to be. Yeah. His son slash clone. Look, it gets real weird real quick with that whole conversation. I don't know, man. I like the idea that Palpatine fucks. Um, (laughs) He's out there trolling. (laughs) Hey, what's up? (laughs) Can I buy you a drink? (laughs) (laughs) You come in here often. Um, (laughs) Yes, my lord. (laughs) Sweet. Uh, He still puts in the act of flirting, even though he has power over everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I just but did. we cut to a ship being attacked by Tie Fighters, uh, not pew far pew. from Yavin, which pew pew. is where they still are. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be on Yavin right up until the Empire, uh, you know, adaptation. And it's just like, oh, now they're on Hoth. I don't know. Correct. Um, I, I'm a hundred percent like not joking about. It. I just assume that's what they're. <laughs> nope, nope, no, we're on Hoth. Whatever. Um, yep. So they, they pew pew a little bit out here. Uh, yeah, they pew pew. They uh, kill those TIE fighters. Uh, the one gets away and Luke follows to try to see uh, where it's going. Right. And so then we cut back to an injured Leia. Unknown as to what. that They have yet to chronicle that story. Yeah. Uh, so Luke sees a... Uh, Star Destroyer getting out of the system, and uh, but he thinks to himself, well, Leia will be there to greet whoever lands. And yeah, Leia has a hurt ankle, and she says, my legs almost healed since it was injured on that last mission, asterisk, which is the editor's note symbol. And one editor's we- note says, <laughs> one we have yet to chronicle. Hey. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before in all the comics I've read. Someday. I, I really like the idea of just like, here's an important plot point, or maybe an important plot point. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's enough of a plot point that they bring it up and that yeah. it is affecting Leia's locomotion and her yeah. wardrobe, because since she's hurt her leg, she can only wear short skirts now. Oh, well, that's a rule, yeah. It's yeah. much like there's no bras in space, as George Lucas Correct. famously yeah. told Gary Fisher. Mm-hmm. No, that would be ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I do love the idea of like, what if they just never show us how Leia hurt her leg here? Because it's really not relevant, at least at the moment. Included! Like, what the hell does it matter? It uh, has to be that there was an issue that they were planning to do. They ran yes. out of time. Yes. Probably because Empire Strikes Back is coming. Oh, shit, did you know they're making another one of these? They are? Oh, God. And um, now that script is just in the ether, and they have that. Archie Goodwin has that in his back pocket and can be like, look, we've got a fill-in issue if we need it down the road. I love the idea of the cover being like, finally, the story of Leia's injured leg. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had been wondering. 
so yeah, uh, so this ship is landing, uh, and uh, I do like Han saying like, "Hey, you you you're, you got to take it easy. You're too valuable to the Alliance to risk a relapse, Princess. Relapse of hurt leg." Yes. Worst case, that's ever. the only thing it could be as of right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess don't make it worse or whatever. But anyway, uh, princess, relax and enjoy it. Dot dot dot. Like me. <laughs> well, because the idea is that like Han is lounging around with Leia right now, helping her recover. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, which is why Luke Ooh. is jealous that they're spending so much time together. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Han Solo is so invaluable to the thing that, you know... Look, man, I gotta stay with Leia. You go anyway. out and fight space battles. I don't, whatever. Anyway, this ship has landed, and there are uh, people getting off of the uh, the ship. There's this... Uh, what, what did they describe her as? Uh, she Dina. is a sister of the Order of the Sacred Circle. Cool. Sister Domina. And yeah. for keen-eyed listeners of this show... Yes. Uh, and I don't know as if they've actually name-dropped her in this book, or, but they have mentioned that there is a younger sister of the House of Tag. They, ha- they have, they have, uh, they do mention it briefly in one of the other I, issues. I don't know if they've ever said her name is They have Domino. not said her name, but they've just said, they did say, because when they were talking earlier about where the Baron title was going to fall, and they're like, well, it's not going to go to our little sister. That's like, that's about it. And I think maybe there's a couple other mentions of that they have a sister, but they have not said a yeah. name. Um, but also, I was going to ask you about this, Gurgani. The Order of the Sacred Circle, is that just this comic only, or is that anything else in the world of Star Wars? Because I don't know it, certainly. Yeah. Uh, there, I'm gonna, I don't think it's ever been brought up since this book. It's been used in this book, and I think in some... Uh, let me uh, Wikipedia that real quick. I This is... I should have done I like that as a verb. Um, I'm a Wikipedia this. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. there are lots of, like, weird little esoteric orders that crop up in sure. Star Wars um, in terms of just, like, weird, like, kind of the Force uh <sighs> organizations i guess um th- that are like okay this could be uh contr- construed as like force adjacent uh but not necessarily right. as like devout as like what the jedi are talking about um and to answer your question no this has really only been mentioned in okay. this comic book that's what i figured but you know sometimes i don't know you never know what people we've seen people like pick up on little things and carry it forward but no, yeah. I didn't think this was anything. I've never heard this term in Star Wars before. Um, uh, it, it was brought up like once or twice in like the Old Republic comics later, but only in passing, not as like plot relevant stuff. Right, right. That makes sense. So uh, immediately she's all over Luke here. Uh, yeah, to the point where, like, you know, Leia had the whole like grabbing of Han's head last issue. Now somebody <laughs> else is grabbing Luke's head. I wonder if this is a thing in a galaxy far, far away. Hey, also, man, her thumb is... is gigantic. Gigantic. It's almost as big as her index finger. <laughs> Look at your hand. Look at <laughs> yeah. where your thumb ends on your hand. It's like somewhere near the 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 knuckle, right? Right. Like if I'm to grasp, so this is kind if, of if it, thumb her thumb, her... like comes out to the second or like even third yeah. knuckle on her Some finger. About there. It's gigantic. Yeah. It's she's got she's got Skeksis hands. 
and those sharp ass claws because it's an Infantino book. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she comes pack, out. She's. Yeah. I can't with the tell order of the sacred I, circle. I can't tell if I'm actually meant to think Leia is jealous or if that's just how he always draws her scowling. Ooh, that's a good question. Because yeah, she always looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it very hard if you actually want to portray her as being upset. It's like I don't know, man. She always seems kind of pissed off to me. And. Han's look is kind of like, ah, oh, this kid's getting some finally. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Merit, and Luke's look is he's oh, stoned out of his mind. It really is. Hey, whoa. Because, <laughs> yeah, this is Sister Domina of the Order of the Sacred Circle. They are yep. a religious organization that is uh, coming here to try to negotiate with the rebellion. And she immediately latches onto Luke because his aura is cool yeah man i don't know if this is part of the there is a ploy happening here that we'll learn by the end of the issue of course um darth vader setting up this whole circumstance it's his the dark lord's gambit is she latching onto luke skywalker to lure him specifically to the situation that darth vader's setting up or is she latching onto him incidentally I think it's a more of a, well, yeah, that's a good question. I was going to say, there's two things going on. Number one, well, there's a couple ways to read it, right? Like, is is it is it that, that Vader, is it that she knows how powerful Luke is, so she knows to kind of, like, get him on her side first? Or the reverse is, because he's sort of this wide-eyed innocent child, is she seducing the weakest gazelle first? Yeah, and I don't know. these are valid because it's a mess of a comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause she latches onto him and says, "Like you, you swept in and saved us. You've got a sweet aura. I think you are uh, neat, hot stuff. Yeah, <laughs> hot stuff." Luke's uh, going like, "Well, I was just doing my job, lady who has her hands <laughs> on my face." Beautiful lady. <laughs> Even the way they write him, he's like, "Well, uh, you know, if you want to see a diplomat, uh, there's uh, General Donner." <clears throat> Senator Organa. <laughs> By the way, Senator Organa still? Everyone's a senator if they choose to be, John. Great shit taught us that. I guess, he, I guess he really does have the hots for it because he's like, I better put on my cool jacket from the end of New Hope. We haven't seen this jacket in forever. Oh, and it's I, I've, I've been upset about that because it's one of the coolest Luke Skywalker looks. And um, I love that in the Jason Aaron comic, when he took over on Star Wars, that's just like, oh, no, starting from the end of that movie, that's his look. That's his default look, yeah. So yeah. Cool. And yeah, yeah, because that jacket rules. Uh, I always love that jacket. So that evening, they have drinks uh, with the Order of the Sacred Circle, and we learn that it's a religious organization from a planet called Monastery. <laughs> You know, I'm glad that they didn't work too hard on that. Didn't, you know, <laughs> waste a whole lot of brain cells. I don't want them to over. What if we just called the planet Church? Could we just call it Church? Well, I mean, what what was the what was the wasn't there like metal Metalorn is the metal planet? You know, it's like, but it, it at least Metalorn they changed some letters. Junction was pretty bad though. But, but Junction's, like, functional, like, okay, like, it's like calling so the place the, the Crossroads. Like, okay, because like that's what it literally is, I guess. It's like calling a planet where there's going to be trouble Pandora. <laughs> but what happens if you open that box, John? 
I don't know. You might find a, a hard to find a resource called Unobtainium. Oh, then it's totally worth it. <laughs> I cannot get past that. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. We're we're past the Unobtainium now. We need whale brain juice. Oh God, yeah. And then what does it do? <laughs> What's it actually called? Like the Seed Bearer? Nobody's like, oh God, that's a terrible title. <laughs> that's the third one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Avatar the Seed Bearer. Nobody's like, I think I did see a producer going, we're still trying to get Jim to change that. <laughs> you need to do that now because you cannot call a movie that. Um, um, but yeah, we got a big info dump here from Sister Domina yeah. who says that, like, yeah. look, for the most part, our religious order has remained neutral in the Galactic Civil War. We've got members, though, all over the galaxy. And if someone was able to tip the church's like point of view in one direction, it could change the balance of the war. And up until yeah. recently, we've done a pretty good job of staying neutral until the emperor sent somebody to try to sway the elders. Guy, <laughs> by any chance, do you know a guy? And of course, Luke is like, Darth Vader? That guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Turns out uh, Darth Vader can be pretty persuasive when he wants to be. He has his moments, yeah. Master diplomat. Um. <laughs> uh, the Order wished to hear from both sides before making a decision, but the Empire has a strong and persuasive representative. A large faction has been impressed, and he is not the sort to let his work be undone. And she kind of fascinated by this because like they're basically just like well they made an offer any chance you guys could do better i don't and know I if it's a like can you do better because I, it doesn't sound like the order of the circle of life or the sacred I mean, the circle whole, the whole thing is a ruse so i'm willing to let a lot of this go because it's all horseshit basically right it is but it isn't because like there is a larger order here that domina is sort of like also working against at the behest of Darth Vader? Yeah, that's that I have a lot of questions about the Order of the Sacred Circle. That's mm -hmm. a lot of my questions here. And we'll get some of those answers to this issue, but for the most part they will have to wait until down the stretch here. Because yeah, we uh, find out Darth Vader is the Emperor's uh representative. Correct. Uh Luke is like Darth Vader. Uh and then he says, General Dodonic, you gotta send me on this mission. I hate yeah. that Darth Vader guy. Yeah, nobody hates Darth Vader more than me. Uh, <laughs> and, and Dodonna smartly says, this is diplomacy, Luke. Politics. Yeah, Let Princess like, Leia do it. <laughs> Luke is basically... I mean, Luke is really good at fighting and flying an X-Wing, but he is basically like a hick from a farm town, right? Like, <laughs> Yes, 100%. We can't have you out negotiating things. That's just not going to fly, man. And but also, uh, especially when he's just like, I'll go in there and kick that guy's ass. We really don't need that. That's not plan A. Uh, bad move, Luke. Yeah. But uh, uh, but then uh, uh, Domino's like, oh, well, wait a minute now. Maybe. Uh, maybe. But she also says, like, look, you're only allowed to send one guy. Yeah. So even no, if no, you no. sent Leia, you couldn't send Luke as, like, her attache or something. You gotta send so, one person. I don't know what uh, she, but she says, I sense in Luke Skywalker an openness and sincerity the, that the most skillful diplomats rarely have. And look at this big ass dumb grin on Luke's face. He's like, that's right, baby. Openness and sincerity. <laughs> this guy right here. If we stick with Luke Skywalker of the expanded universe, can yes. 
Yes. We, we stick to our heirs of the Empire and New Jedi Order, if you right. will. Right. We will know that down the stretch, uh, Luke Skywalker will have a certain weakness for dangerous redheads. Oh, so oh, does he ever. Yeah. Um, now, Mara Jade, Dominatag is not, but she is no. definitely the start of that road. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Uh, and so, yeah, he... Uh, and then, yeah, so she's just like, uh, all right, everybody, let's go. And General Thomas is just like, I hope this doesn't blow up in our face. But he goes, <laughs> they said you can't go with him, but uh, maybe we could. Uh, say, well, we know this is not what it is. It, it's this next page when he's like, maybe you could just like follow close behind and keep an eye on him. Yeah, Donna's no fool. So he's like, okay, these weird religious folks seem to have a crush on Luke. He can go. <laughs> But we're Look, not idiots. I know he's got a dreamy boyish appeal, but uh, <laughs> but also we should probably send some people who, because like, yeah, Leia's a better diplomat, and Han is probably more the guy you want if shit goes like dark. Well, Han's also the one who can sniff out a ruse. Like uh, Luke yeah, doesn't know exactly. trickery from his own X-wing. That's it exactly. <laughs> Han's like, I know a con job when I see one. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, so they so the Millennium Falcon follows behind. We're uh, coming yeah. at a warp once again. Come on, oh, man. Yeah, Wrong brand. Hyperspace isn't really yeah. uh, anyway. Um, uh, we get a really cool sci-fi art panel here, though the proportions on the uh Millennium Falcon here are wild. Because look oh. how big that radar dish is on the top. <laughs> Joey, you put the big radar dish on. Why did you do that? Uh, yeah, and as they go to this, I like the planet with the ring around it. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's where they're going. That is monastery. Yeah. Uh, and and of course, once again, I don't know why the Millennium Falcon's flying like this though, just straight down. I mean, I understand space is a three D thing, um, but like, if the idea is they're flying to that planet or in orbit of that planet, he just appears to be nose diving. Was that planet monastery until the letterer put the dialogue bubble there saying that that is monastery? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, though. Gurgani, let's turn the page and get to the freakiest thing we've seen yet. Yeah, and it's not the giant bat creature with the person face. No, no, it no, is no. The we'll images above that with 3PO's prehensile techno nipples. <laughs> you haven't seen anything like this since Mastercom, baby. Mastercom had some techno nipples that he used as dials yep. to like input commands. Yep. He was also a large computer that was just had a robot body that he could yeah. walk around with. I'm just saying they've made nipples very important to the function of droids in this comic. Yeah, okay. So if we look at 3PO, like an image of C-3PO, yes, yes. we can see that on his sculpted chassis, there is like a little knob on yeah. the left side of his like pectoral. Mm -hmm. That's not what this is. <laughs> no. 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 This is far more disturbing. These are growths coming out of his nipular region. That are then extended outward like uh, straws. Captain Solo, I don't know what's happened to me. <laughs> I can stop. 
he he specifically has the dialogue here as you wish your highness though it's an odd sensation to find all my circuits suddenly locked into the communication system so presumably this is to use their what do they call it ultra frequency laser wave link how many sci-fi words can you put into one description um yeah well uh, that as many as you need to use them via nipple based technology yeah Activating communication nipples, princess. Uh, <laughs> so Lord. were these like s- soldered onto him later? Did little hatches that we didn't uh, weren't aware of open up? I'm very disturbed. <laughs> That's all it's, that I know. It's real weird. I it's don't like it, John. Weird. No, I hate it, man. I don't like it at all. And I and say then, that as the guy who has been to the Empire's Trips Back, the Star Wars theme burlesque show, oh. and was weirdly turned on by the C-3PO portion of the show. So, I hope this doesn't <laughs> awaken anything in me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm sure they, they, they don't have anything close to this weird um, in that. Uh, mm, I, to be fair, you've got me beat on that. I haven't seen that. There is a portion in which we learn way too much about uh, the Emperor's uh, situation, let's say. Ooh. Well, we can get back to Palpatine <laughs> Fuck then. So. Uh, <laughs> based on the canon of the Empire Strips back? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yes. <laughs> That yeah, what 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 tier of canon is that? Um uh yeah. Uh D or E, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh so yes, then of course, then we get Bat Creature. With person hands, yeah. Ha 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 He's got person hands and person face and, and bat wings. And about Infantano given uh Luke just a sculpted rear end. He's got quite the but the butt like doesn't connect to the thighs correctly, which is what weirds me out there. Yeah, he loves to draw a defined butt cheek, but not as part of the human anatomy. Right, because like if we've talked about it before, it's very weird. Your your leg just keeps going up and eventually becomes the butt. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like he drew the legs and then put a butt on top of those. Like he looked at it and went, hmm, "Not enough butt. I better make it make a, this more prominent." Or, like, the butt is growing out of his lower back and sagging down over his legs? I don't know. I don't know, yeah. yeah. We, we we like to say we're the podcast that puts the most thought into the anatomy of the Star Wars characters. I mean, we are definitely uh, scaling the ranks where that's concerned. Yeah, yeah. I think there are certain lines we still haven't crossed. Not and yet. I look forward to dancing around those lines, but never quite crossing them. Uh, all right, so yes, we get we get this bat creature uh, who I just love um, immediately attacks. Of course, well, we'll find out later. It's being goaded by Darth Vader. Of so. course, it's like he, Darth Vader's like, oh, they're already coming down the ramp. Send it, send it, go get them. <laughs> uh, Luke is shouting at Sister Domina to get down. R two is sort of just like falling over. Um, <laughs> like what? <laughs> And on this next page, we have Luke uh, ramping out his lightsaber and... uh, And thanking the Force, your planet's ban on weapons didn't extend to my lightsaber. What? Yeah, so while this bat's creature is swooping, he has time to say the following. (laughs) Thank the Force, your planet's ban on on weapons didn't extend to the lightsaber, sister. I know that's because in an age of blasters, it's considered just a ceremonial weapon. (gasps) 
I just hope the Order of the Sacred Circle understands that preserving our lives seems like a worthwhile ceremony to me. All of this is while the creature is swooping and Luke stabs oh it through God. the chest. I know, yeah, they did. And we were just talking about, like, well, maybe that thought bubble is because he's mid-action than last no. week's. And you're like, no, no, he can say as much as he wants while doing anything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, look, and 70s also, and 80s comic books are really bad about the elasticity of dialogue in the middle of comics. Really bad about them. And also... Did we need any of this? Does it really matter? I mean, it establishes that Luke is a warrior of some kind. It establishes that he's already sort of gone against the code of the Order of the Sacred Circle to some extent. I um, Yeah, I guess. But it's just like, honestly, you could have left it. Thank the Force your planet's ban on weapons didn't. They could have just said, good thing. Yeah, I mean... You could have ended it on, thank God I have my lightsaber with me. Not, I know it's because of Nage of Blasters is considered a ceremonial weapon. Like, it also establishes kind of, that there are no other weapons on this planet. Yeah, that's all fine. I mean, like I said, it's all fine to say that, but it's just like, it's it's the next level of like, and yeah. this is why the lightsaber is just like, no, just yeah. say like, no, the lightsaber's fine for whatever reason. Also, we need like a ham-fisted, quippy one-liner when I kill this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like, <gasps> and another thing I thought about. <laughs> I know that's big. also it's another thing. Was like I know, might as well go, and you know, so I don't know why I'm saying this. Um, anyway, uh, he we also the- learned that this thing was called a night shrike, and that it usually preys on other creatures out in the great rainforests. Yeah, but I can't imagine it was during during the day. The, the sunlight, sunlight. driven it mad. What? It hates daylight, so, you know, when it goes out into it, it gets driven crazy. Also, are we meant to think R2 is doing, like, a head swirl, like, what? Yeah, R2 is double-taking here on the bottom of this page. Uh, Because... A hint of how disruptive to the natural order even one rebel can be. Yeah, that's right. It's Vader, baby. Yeah, turn around. Who's that? It's Vader. Hands on hips, being like, (laughs) nuh-uh. You go, girlfriend. Um... (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, he's here and he's like, that's right, it's me. And then Luke Skywalker freaks the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Vader! So, yeah, this top right panel is just like grade A reaction meme Luke Skywalker. (laughs) And then it's R2 that's like, take it easy, buddy. When R2 is the one telling you to chill out, you know you've gone too far. R2, one of, as we've talked about, one of the most homicidal characters in Star Wars. Uh, pretty much like he's in the top five in terms of body count. He's not quite to Chopper level of like homicidal well, droid. Because Chopper is R2 if he played by absolutely no rules. Um, <laughs> I still love Dave Filoni's description that if R2 is a dog, Chopper is a cat. Uh, of course that's exactly what it is um but uh yeah and so it is like but but yeah r2's like holding once again this is one of those things that on paper but to imagine this playing out in a movie could you imagine r2 like getting in front of actual mark hamlin being like Like, back down buddy you're right but then he's like hey man i'm gonna luke's like i'm gonna get this this treaty signed and then I'm going to fucking kill you. 
I mean, we have this in the, the captions here. Before leaving Yavin 4, he swore to keep the mission peaceful. But that yeah. was before looking into the face of the Lord of the Sith. But if the urge yeah. to revenge makes Luke forsake everything, someone else is ready to remind him. As yeah. uh, R2 lets out a, free now, breed. <laughs> R2's like, remember the oath you took, man. <laughs> All right. But and that nudge is Vader. enough. You and me, Vader, when this is over. I mean, yeah, he says that. Once business is settled, yeah. just as soon as we're off Monastery, we'll meet Lord Vader. That's a promise in Vader, the movie. Like, <laughs> see us in theaters. <laughs> uh, but he's just like, whatever, man. I do like, he goes, uh, oh, no, wait. this Okay, this was the insane Vader line that stuck out to me last night. I choose my own time places. What? So, okay, this is uh, uh, Vader's response to Luke saying, once we're off Monastery, we'll meet. Vader says specifically, your promises are of no interest to me, Stripling. Stripling, already great old-timey insult. Yeah, absolutely. I choose my own time places, and I didn't come here to idly banter with a young hothead. I think he's supposed to be saying, I choose... The my own time and place for conflict, but saying time places, yeah, that's not a term. <laughs> no, no. Says that. I choose my own time places, and that's one of those once again where I just want Luke to be like, "What?" <laughs> I did. W- w- I wonder if it said time and places, and they were like, uh, it's, "We can't fit it in the bubble. We can't fit it in the bubble." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. It's one of those. Things I like, like the line. Other than that. <laughs> If you read it fast enough and you yeah. don't think about it, it'll kind of make sense. Yeah, but I that re- I really hit on that last night where I was like, "What?" <laughs> and they go like, "Did I miss? Did I miss the end?" No, it's just weird. Anyway, the, here's diplomat Vader though. Uh, yeah, it's real weird seeing uh, Vader hold somebody's hand and go, "Enchanté." Yeah, <laughs> after you, my dear. <laughs> what? Uh, famed murderer Darth Vader. Um, yeah. So it's anyway. Let, let's go here. But uh, Lore is kind of down on himself. He says, "Ah, oh, he's right." Jesus Christ! This Luke is awful. Uh, he's been terrible. And he's just like, I don't know what I was even thinking. And then she's like, "No, you're cool." Uh, and then Jesus, in all the Rebel Alliance, only you can fulfill what must be done here. I know this as a priestess, dot, 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 as a woman. As she nuzzles him? Yeah. Ugh. So, okay, the, she's clearly, like, hitting on Luke and trying to yeah. get him into this whole situation. Yeah. As a woman, baby. She knows oh, that he can God. fulfill what must be done yeah. as a woman. Yeah. In the words of uh, the cartoon series Archer... Sploosh. <laughs> also, in the uh, words of the cartoon series Archer, phrasing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Archer, so wise. Uh, so wise. Yeah. Um, so they go here to the, this is the, the, the big destination, the temple of the sacred circle. Yeah, apparently they've got a jungle escalator as they move down the slide. <laughs> 
<laughs> and quarters have been arranged for Luke. Uh, does that mean quarters have been arranged for Vader too? Like, just like, oh yeah, hundred percent. It's so weird to see Darth Vader. Like, what? Wh- why would you send Darth? Vader? Like, it's just so. I understand this is all a trap, but like, it's just so weird to think that Vader would ever be sent anywhere where it's not just like kill everybody. <laughs> It's kind of all we really ever see him do is either actively kill everybody or order other people to kill everybody. Uh, Yeah. He's he's not exactly the guy you send for negotiations for anything. He lays waste. I will say, though, John, in but a scant month of time, people will be introduced to the idea that Darth Vader will throw a dinner party when the need arises. Oh, my God. One of the greatest moments ever. I love that. Um, There's that meme or whatever that's like a way to make a great first impression on your father-in-law. He throws him <laughs> at the dinner party you just start shooting at him. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite moments that I've often talked about. I love Han's just quick draw and it's just like, Darth Vader, die! One of my favorite short stories from the uh, From Another Point of View book, yep. the Empire Strikes Back one specifically, is about the chef who has to prepare that meal. Great. That's great. <laughs> It's like, does he even eat? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck do I make for Vader? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't even know what's going on under there, man. <laughs> do I include a straw? How no, does this yeah. work? I don't know. This is so weird. <laughs> Speaking of weird. Lando's uh, like, figure it out, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. That's how that yeah. story goes. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. I just <laughs> and, and Luke's like, eh, not bad quarters. And hey, R2. Do you see that hottie outside? Totally nuzzle my face. This part is wild. So Luke begins monologuing to R2 about how hot Domina is. Not realizing that Han and Leia and 3PO are all listening via their ultra wave point-to-point communication that 3PO and R2 have set up. Obviously, Dodonna didn't tell Luke about the laser wavelength with R2. Probably so we could aid him without any... uh, embarrassment uh, yeah well speaking of embarrassment luke's line here over the intercom is almost as beautiful as the princess not that i'd forget leia it's just sometimes i can't figure out where i stand with her especially when han's around oh curse our love triangle <laughs> that will last for another month yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, the Empire does kind of immediately steer out of the love triangle, really. Once I mean, we get all I, Hoth, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's pretty clear Han and Leia are the couple, even before you know their brother and sister. Like, that movie puts all the heat on those two. Because, mostly because I think that's just where it was going. I mean, yeah. the Ford Fisher chemistry could not be denied. I mean, that movie ends with I love you, I know. Like, yeah. that's that's where yeah, it's at. That, that's so. I mean, even even without the the sibling stuff, that no one's like, man. But I hope you you aren't going to have. I love you. I know, and him get frozen, and then the next movie she chooses Luke, regardless of that, wouldn't make any sense. So yeah, no, that'd be wild. <laughs> I don't think we would have liked Leia uh, in that case. Uh, but yeah, but she, but once again. This I know she's supposed to be scowling because of what she's hearing, but it's the same expression she always has. And Han has kind of given a, <laughs> that's right, 
well, so long as Han keep his mouth shut, Luke's the one digging his own grave here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, keep talking, kid. You know what? Mm-hmm. Reboot, actually, keep that calm open a little longer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else is he going to say? <laughs> uh, but on the next page, the last page of this issue, uh, we finally have our plot revealed here because, yes. yes, it is Domina Tag. What? Oh, no. And Darth Vader, and they are scheming. They, they, when he explicitly said earlier to stop scheming. <laughs> uh, and so, but he's going like, uh, come on, don't you, uh, uh, yeah, this is the weird thing where it's like, it's not totally an act. She is actually part of the order because she talks about like, um, I, am I really ready to betray the order? Mm-hmm. Which I thought this it, was just, a, just like horse shit. Uh, and then you're like, no. So what we get on this page is that Domina Tag was sent here to like keep her out of galactic politics, basically. Right. Yes. By the Tag family. She's your problem now. <laughs> Strange, my family placed me in the order so I could maintain my innocence, be free of gal- the Galactic Empire's many intrigues. Yet here yeah. I am, deep in the an intrigue of my own, ready to betray the order. So it, yeah, it does sound like... She had, like, been sent here to keep her out of the way and isolated. Right. But she's kind of chafing underneath the Order of the Sacred Circle and is ready to betray them, even though she does have some, like, loyalty to them. Yeah, it's interesting. And then he's like, but what about your brothers who they totally killed? Yeah, so we also found out here Darth Vader is absolutely lying to her about the fact that Luke Skywalker Man, killed the Tag Brothers. And a liar on top of that. This bastard. <laughs> John, I don't think this Darth Vader's up to any good. Man, I know. I was really what a what a heel turn for this guy, am I right? I could have sworn he was just misunderstood based on that first movie where he snaps that guy's neck in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, man. Um and uh and, and then she's like uh She's like, yeah, I will. Why else? Would, of course, I'm doing this for revenge. Uh, my brother never stopped talking how much he hated you. <laughs> what did you say specifically? Um, <laughs> but for all you did against Orman, you weren't responsible for his death. Luke Skywalker was. Yeah. Well, more of a crippling embarrassment, but it was the same idea. No, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he he talked to Wormus. He goes outside. This is kind of a cool shot of Vader with his cape billowing. Yeah, I like this. And he's like, my opening moves are complete, Wormus. The players are all in position. Let the game truly begin. Yeah. And then you want to... Uh, <laughs> we want to like, does Darth Vader ever laugh? No. No, he's... He, he, he takes... He's a steely character... Aside from, he, he can be catty sometimes. Oh, yeah, totally. Remember not to choke on your ambitions. But he would never, like, so there is a there is there is some level of wit to him, but you never hear him laugh. That's, right. a, no. that's a Palpatine thing. The, the laughter died with Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, a, it's a stoic. I like those, those occasional quips from him, though, to be like, oh, he's still having some fun, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> There's some part of him that's still like, okay. Looks like you've got a promotion as the Admiral st- was dead and choking on the ground. <laughs> oh, God, I do love that. I do love that. <laughs> and that guy just being like, ugh. <laughs> Isn't that uh, uh, Kme- uh, Piet who gets the promotion in Empire? Yes. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Darth Vader set all of this in motion. We are on the planet Monastery now. Luke Skywalker has fallen into his trap, even though 
again, this is a Darth Vader who doesn't know Luke Skywalker is his son or that he is, in fact, Anakin Skywalker in any way, shape or form. I forgot who I was. (laughs) (laughs) Who was I again? This might be a Jabba the Hutt with one T scenario. We might yeah. have to retcon that this is a different Darth Vader. Or we might have to retcon. <laughs> no. I don't know. That's the I'm thing. Dark Vader, not Darth Vader. Um, we know I'm, that this book is basically coming out at the same time as Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Is this a situation where the writers can pull this out of a tailspin so that it makes sense? Well, that's what I'm... I'm really curious to see what becomes of this book once empire comes out right like mm. like I, i've talked about the i love the the 80s star trek comic and they mm-hmm. basically had to completely reboot every time a movie came out yeah and like i mean like completely just be like none of that ever happened <laughs> <laughs> never mind <laughs> yeah uh, um, but next issue we are promised a red queen rising i can only ooh. assume this is talking about domina tag and her own personal machinations going forward. And definitely not an X-Men plot, which is what it actually sounds like. I really don't think uh, Kate Pride, the Red Queen of the Hellfire Corporation, is going to show up with her marauders to uh, bring mutants back to Krakoa. No. (laughs) Jeez, this is a character at this point. When does does Kitty show up? Uh, Kitty showed up at the beginning of the Dark Phoenix saga, so that would have been, uh, 80... Uncanny X-Men 129, which is 1980. So she's just, she's only existed as a character in comics for about five months at this point. Okay, okay. And all we really know about her so far is that she is a quippy teenager who knows machines and really doesn't like Emma Frost, which is par for the course. He made that very clear. Yes. Oh, we needed our representation. We can't just have Ben Grimm being the only Jewish character in Marvel. (laughs) There's a few. Mark Spector, eventually they said he was Jewish. Yeah, he has a tenuous relationship with religion at the best of times, though. Um, uh, that was um was it the Max Bemis run of Moon Knight? I think the word like they made it like oh no, there's actually like huge trauma involving his mm-hmm. uh, Jewish upbringing and stuff like that. Everything like, is trauma for that guy though. The the rabbi that like was part of his childhood turned out to be like a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. I said everything is trauma for that poor guy. Though. Yeah, look, uh, if we if there's one thing we know about Moon Knight, it's all trauma all the way down. He he and he and Matt Murdock, man, are ever running for the most traumatized Marvel character. I mean, but Matt Murdock's never gotten to the point where his personality has been broken by the layers of. Uh, well, that's true. That's true. Um, just a lot of dark shit with that guy. Yeah, no, and basically fair. any anyone and anything he loves withering and dying. Um, oh, sure. <laughs> this we know. This is a constant. <laughs> don't date Matt Murdock, folks. If you want to live, don't date Matt Murdock. All right. Um, yeah. So but that, yeah, that is issue number thirty-five. Uh, we are hurtling towards uh, the coverage of Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Before we get that, it's in no hurry to get get there. We'll be getting there in about a month. But uh, before that, we also have a few issues of this left to cover. Uh, We will be changing artists here pretty soon. Uh, We will also jump forward in time to cover the last, we swear to God, uh, adaptation of A New Hope. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, of a sort, right? Of a sort is an adaptation of A New Hope. Uh, the other thing I was thinking... Look what I got right here, John. Oh, 
an Ooh, omnibus. Look at that. An I'm omnibus. gonna be covering the infinity stuff in physical media. Whoa. Uh the other thing I was thinking we might cover, and I guess let us know if you want us to do this, but I thought uh before we get to Empire is the uh, adaptation of Splinter of the Mind's Eye, since that mm. was sort of the almost sequel. That was sort of that, like, man, if Star Wars doesn't go, we're going to make this Star Wars too. So I thought I that did. might be kind of a fun little thing to do before we do Empire as well. Yeah, absolutely. But and I know I swear, we're before. getting to Empire eventually. <laughs> yeah, but I thought, like, that's kind of a thing where it's sort of, that's almost like a what if, right? Like, Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So look forward to that in the coming uh, weeks and months. Yeah. But first, uh, we got to wrap up this whole Red Queen Rising shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, but until then, of course, uh, you can find a bunch of other shows on the Punch-Up Entertainment Network, including shows like Campbell and Joe's Meet the Monsters, and Material Components, and some other shows that I don't know if we're allowed to talk about yet. I think at this point, we can tell them that the IP squad is out. The IP squad is out, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're still talking about Stephen King over there. Yeah. Uh, so, because uh, we're recording this... Uh, months in advance of when it comes out podcast time travel uh but yeah head over there and of course if you want to support this show and all those other shows head over to our patron page which is patron.podbean.com slash punch up once again patron.podbean.com slash punch up you can get cool exclusive bonus content as well as how about the shows and if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, it is one of the better ways to uh, enjoy this particular show because you can read the comics along with us while we are talking about them and see the weird art that we are discussing. Indeed. Uh, but I think uh, Let us know in the correct. comments below uh, any other things we absolutely have to cover before uh, oh, yeah. the Empire Strikes Back. Or if you want to hear us talk about Splinter of the Mind's Eye, I would be curious to hear people's feedback yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Indeed, but I think that's going to wrap things up this week, Gurgoni. Yes, indeed, because as always, I have been Mike Gurgoni. I'm John Campbell. And may the panel be with you.